Welcome to Chats and Charcuterie, where digestible assortments are paired with approachable conversation. With your host, Lori and Zoe. With your host, Lori and, and Zoe. Zoe. No, I think how you said it was perfect. With your host, Lori and, and Zoe. Zoe. Like that. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone, um, to all cameras, to all sides. <laughs> welcome back. Um, we are here today talking a little bit about um, healthy workplaces, what constitutes for a healthy workplace for us, how we make sure that everyone in the workplace feels validated, heard, seen, um, attentive to, um, and yeah, that on all fronts. So I guess we can start by kind of, I guess, identifying what constitutes for a healthy workplace for us. What do you feel like comes to mind for you? Yeah, it's, you know, it feels like a really simple question, to be honest. Also, it's convoluted, yeah. But yeah, there's so many parts to it, you know, and, you know, even for myself, it's taken me a really long time to figure out what that looks like, Yeah, you know, because um, even in regular, your everyday relationships, how do you relate what's healthy in those spaces as well it's all a learning curve and what can we do Mm -hmm. and so i think part of that is is understanding that learning curve yeah right so understanding for folks like what does that mean for them what do they need to learn and then as an employer like in workplaces setting that up Mm -hmm. how do you set it up for people yeah like you shouldn't just expect everyone to come in and bring what they have and then just do their work yeah there feel has safe to be, enough to do it. Yeah. yeah, it has to be a space that encourages work, mm-hmm. a space that encourages people to communicate, mm-hmm. a space that um, enables people to have access to tools or resources or um, any of those kinds of pieces, I think helps foster a healthy work environment. Yeah. Of course, there's always <laughs> issues, there's always complexities. Um, you'll have chatting amongst employees. There's always something. Yeah. But how can you set it up for success, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you set up a system of learning and embracing one another and using these spaces and using individuals as key proponents to your success, absolutely. then it's easy to catch things that happen and like, okay, so now we're gonna do training about this or yeah. now we're gonna jump on something else that's been coming up in the workplace. Absolutely. It's easy to get people on board when you've made and created that environment yeah. for individuals beforehand. Yeah. So they know the expectations. And everyone's attentive to each other, right? Like if there's something like you, you brought up a piece there where you said like, okay, this is something we need to address, right? So like if immediately we're setting, you know, we're starting off in a place where, you know, we're bringing people into the space and saying like, bringing the tools and the resources, like you said, to feel comfortable in where we're at. And then that allows people to feel safe and be themselves and kind of share their perspectives or that lived experience or, you know, where the vantage points that they come from for. And then also we recognize mistakes, right? Like there's many steps to that where we say like, this isn't something that maybe we can, we need to reconstruct or kind of adapt how this situation can go different next time or um, communication in terms of like, um, how can we make one another feel understood and seen in this mm-hmm. instance, right? And then from there, we say, you know, uh, would a training be beneficial in this instance? Or, um, yeah, what else What else can we put that is tangible in front of us to say, um, this would make people feel more comfortable? Um, what do you feel like are some tangible things that worked well in your workspaces, um, previous or current, um, that you feel like helps foster that environment? Yeah, I think um, I'll take a perspective as a leader. 
for instance. So if you're a manager or a leader of a team, um, what's really important is observing, right? Observing your coworkers, your colleagues, understanding how they learn, how they work. Yeah. I think that observing piece is so important because mm -hmm. it works through the whole prog progression of your relationship with those folks, yeah. right? Because not only is it at the beginning that you're observing like, okay, what are they into? What do they excel at? How do I yeah. assign tasks to them so that they're excelling? And then it moves past there. So now it goes into even succession planning yeah. and other elements of their personal growth. Yeah. How do you help them evolve in their career? Mm -hmm. You have to understand where they've been you know, maybe it's too easy for them or they're handing off tasks because it's too hard for them or, or enjoying it. Or are they like enjoying it? Pieces, you can yeah. tell they're bored at work. They're not engaged the way they used to be. You have to observe these things on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. um, not just in those one-on-one -on -one meetings. Yeah. You know, one-on-one yeah. -on -one meetings, they come prepared with what they've worked on for the year with metrics to yeah. all of these You kind of like elements. scheduled it, calculated you scheduled it. it. Yeah. You're prepared with a certain yeah. number. <laughs> no, some notes. Those are good and beneficial, yeah. right, for everybody yeah. um, yearly, but beyond that, mm -hmm. to create this environment yeah. um, where people feel included, people feel recognized, people Absolutely. feel all these things, you have to see it. Mm -hmm. Be there, be present, observe your colleagues mm -hmm. and, um, and your team and how they're working. So now, even too, if you were like, I see you being the next person in my role when I move up, because my plan is to move up. Yeah. I see you in my next role. Mm -hmm. And how do we get you there? Yeah. Where's that mentorship, mentorship piece coming in? Yeah. Keyword. We've talked yeah. about it before that mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. So you can actually mentor even mm -hmm. one of you, someone on your team. Yeah. Right. There's so many of those pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, that you have to think about from my perspective. Oh, uh, you're hundred percent right. I yeah. also think that we all work in tandem, right? Like we're all working in the same, in the same space, um, sometimes on the same project, sometimes on different projects. But it's like, if Lori's, you know, really successful and really enjoys and has a great time working on this specific work. And, you know, we have another individual that's really enjoying, you know, a separate piece of work. It's like, how can we properly, um, I guess, initiate um, how everyone's working on this project as a collective, but then also in something they feel comfortable doing. They feel challenged doing if that's mm -hmm. what they want, or they feel like, um, I don't know, intrigued doing, and we, it's not kind of like filling, you know, the blanks, right? Because then we consistently push forward that environment of where we're attentive and caring to what Lori likes to do, um, what Lori's good at, but what Lori, you know, wants to do more of, right? It creates that space of like, you want to be here, mm -hmm. you want to progress, you want to like, you know, success into a new position, or it allows you to feel motivated to mentor that person that might be working alongside you as well, that, you know, might step into your role. So it creates that, I guess, flow of kind of like, if I'm doing something that I feel good about and so are they we're both happy mm -hmm. how can we both you know help each other there's also the piece though if like you're not happy right and and uh, and, and all that to say like if we're working together how are we now comfortable to say can you maybe do this like i don't mm -hmm. feel comfortable or this didn't make me feel good um are you able to maybe speak on a little bit of like how that might have happened or what you would do in instances like that to allow people to feel seen or heard um but then also respecting your boundaries Yes, if it's not a space that you feel like you're thriving in and mm -hmm. you're unhappy, but um, how do you feel that from your environment? Like, mm -hmm. how do you get that understanding from your environment? Yeah. Like, what did you say in your workplace rather than just like, I hate my job, I hate yeah. my job? Yeah. No, beyond that, like, yeah. is everyone great? You love all your colleagues and um, 
the work you do is is rewarding, but you're just not happy. Like, how do yeah. you even see that? How yeah. do you even see and say that you don't? Yeah. What do I need? Yeah. What What do I need right now? And how can I add to the space? How can I add to myself? Like, how do we? Yeah. Yeah. Because some people don't see that. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people who don't see that. They're like, no, no, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. I like everybody. Everything's going great. But yeah. how do you make a change? Yeah. That's why. Yes. Like you had said, it's a whole network. So. Mm -hmm. Maybe your colleague, a mentor, somebody's like, you need to be challenged. That's why. Yeah. That's why you're bored. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, recognizing those pieces. Mm -hmm. um, but what else from the environment will create that space for you? Absolutely. You know, like, so what else made it that happier space rather than a toxic environment? Um, we don't need to talk about that. I'm sure, you know, some people can see it and some people can't, but there's yeah. a lot of toxic workplaces as yeah. well. But in those healthy environments, um, what are the other pieces that sets it up for us that we feel that this is a safe space? Like yeah. you said, to feel recognized. Yeah. And I mean, I think we do trainings. Like I think that when, when we do trainings in the workplace, it's not even just a training where it's a one day thing. And I think that's what a lot of organizations or even just like communities in general sometimes think that like you've checked a box and you did a training that, you know, um, allowed you to understand queer inclusivity or indigenous mm. inclusivity or um, inclusivity within the black community. And like, we don't just have one workshop that kind of calls it a day. And now all of a sudden everyone is feeling welcome into the space. This is something that's like an ongoing effort to say um this is what we're doing actively to make sure that people are feeling seen in their personal experiences and their wisdoms and their mm -hmm. knowledges and coming into this workplace and saying you know my my the space that i'm in is healthy one because you know we're all allowed to come into the space and feel safe enough to come into the space to say this is where i stand or this is what i experience but then also the workplace is investing in you by saying you know we care enough to have external folks come in and say like you know we're today we're going to sit down this is what we're going to talk about or or we're doing a lot like you know at our workplace we do those lunch and learns right someone feels safe and comfortable enough every week um for an hour 45 minutes mm -hmm. to talk about what they want to teach the team um and it allows space for them to like flourish and what makes them happy and then we learn about them right yeah. so i think that 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 importance of those trainings not even just from a sense of them being transactional but as an ongoing effort but then as well as like for example our lunch and learns giving someone the space the floor to say here's an hour or here's whatever type of time um opening the gateway for like if you want to send an email sometimes we do like article reshares in our emails that mm -hmm. i find are so great like we have so many colleagues that have sent stuff out and said i saw this today like you would love this yeah. and so i think those and those things kind of curate a healthy environment i think maybe in my perspective i don't know if those resonate for everyone <laughs> we're all equal. Like, I also think that that's a huge piece too. Like if you have the space to be a leader or you have the space to, you know, take on this role or wear yeah. this hat, then we all can kind of see each other as like partners versus like, I report to you who reports to them, who reports to her. And that's, that's more of like a domino transactional workplace. And I feel like that's mm -hmm. something that like we don't embody. So disrupting that in my head, that's what resonates from what you're kind of like relaying back. So I wonder what that has, like what piece that has to play. Yeah. Well, you need a certain amount of accountability though yeah. too. Everyone has to be adjusted and vested, mm -hmm. right? So if we've created an environment that everyone's invested, everyone's interested in participating equally, mm -hmm. like you had said, to, yeah. you know, um, versus, you know, some individuals sometimes feel like they pick up the slack for others. It yeah. depends on the size of your organization. Mm -hmm. um, I think when the organization is larger, it gets harder to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the training pieces is super important. Like, so I want to ask you, like, how do you feel 
who's responsible for doing these trainings? That's a good question. You know, like, is it mine um, as an employee? Like, I need yeah. to empower myself to learn more about my fellow colleagues mm -hmm. who, you know, um, maybe suffer injustices or things yeah. that are happening yeah. out in um, their outside life. Yeah, outside, outside of work. Of work. It, you know, to bring myself um, to a better place. You yeah. know what I mean? Because once you know better, you do better. Absolutely. Right? But you can't always be the person to say, this is what this is what needs to be done to do better. So that's why I think we're all accountable. Yeah. I don't think there should be one person that says like, you know, this is something that didn't work out or this is something that made me feel away. It shouldn't ever get to the point where you have to come forward to say, I'm uncomfortable about this, so this needs to change. Um, it's a constant curation of being in a safe space. So that's why I think everyone's accountable. Um, and I think I also say that to say like, everyone comes in at different points where they feel comfortable or safe enough to um, to tell folks um, or play that role of an educator in a way and other people don't. Other people mm -hmm. don't have the capacity and I totally understand it yeah. to not be the book, to not say yes. like, I speak for the experiences of my community of whatever you know my identity entails. Some folks can do that and that's lovely for them and other folks can't and that's also lovely for them. You know what I mean? Like I think that that needs to be respected in saying that we're all accountable and understanding where we all come from, but you can't look at that one individual to say they're going to speak for an entirety of the folks that are in their community. So exactly. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, you said it exactly, yeah. right? Because that would be tokenizing that individual, Absolutely. right? To be the representative and that lens, right? For everyone. For, for everyone. Yeah when there's lots of different entities that make up our identity, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's different elements that we choose to embrace or not. Um, so I think that's a really important point, right? Yeah. So how do we get preventative? You know, yeah. I think, but being preventative, I think is what will help set the tone for that. Yeah. So that individuals don't start just naturally tokenizing somebody, yeah. right? Um, so they're like, oh, let's find the one queer yeah. person that works here yeah. or the, yeah, and ask for them to write the press release or tell me. It's like, no, we can't do that. That's you know, like like, also weight bearing. And that's also doing your, now you have to put, use your identity to do your work. And sometimes there's no space for that. I mean, yes. there is space for it, but there's no capacity for it. Yes. And that's not fair. Which we talked about too, yeah. right? Your yeah. capacity and burnout. Yeah. So there's, there's lots of those kinds of pieces, right? So, as an employer, as a leader, I wouldn't want to do that for my team, right? I wouldn't want to do that for somebody. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you get preventative? Yeah. Participating, like you had said, those trainings, right? But I think as an organization, with any organization you work for, it's beneficial if they do. Mm -hmm. But it also takes your own ownership to sign up for it. Absolutely. So there's a lot of organizations that do offer courses on, say, like anti-black racism or inclusivity, all of those kinds of pieces. But you should also take your ownership on your own progress yeah. and care yeah. for your colleagues or people you interact with mm -hmm. to participate. Yeah. And I think that's the big part, right? So you're being preventative by the organization offering it, but you also need to participate. You need to be an equal participant yeah, we need in to learning carry it forward. and, and you might come away with something yeah. that you didn't think that you knew, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's always yeah. something from somebody else's lens that you can grasp. Um, and that's why what you said about, yeah. you know, like we're fortunate at our work, we do these lunch and learns and I get to learn something fun from everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, we got to learn last week, the origami I loved and I passed it on to my kids. Like I was like, let's do this. I was terrible at it, but at least we tried. Like, so, but it was, but it didn't need to be like a work specific. Yeah. It was something to give that person an opportunity yeah. to embrace what they know and they love to do. Yeah. 
and I felt that passion the yeah. same way, you yeah. know, um, and I shared it in yeah. the exact same way yeah. it came to me yeah. at. So in a lot of these workspaces, they if they have the capacity to do, to share that time and space, um, I think is beneficial. Absolutely. Um, but the participation. So even organizations offering these courses, HR components, like there's so many things that they offer, but we need to participate in. So like you go to these workshops and you do all these things, but it's like, how are you now going home at the end of the day and maybe writing your notebook? Or how are you going home and self-reflecting? Mm -hmm. Or how are you taking that to, let's say your personal therapy? Or how are you now reading, uh, picking up a book? And I think there's a lot of accountability in applying because we can't just have a single or one, two, three workshops that, you know, teach you about, you know, whatever the workshop may entail. Um, and then that's not something that you apply on your day to day. You don't change your vocabulary. You don't, you don't shift your perspective. You don't take an accountability, you know, the different types of knowledges and wisdoms that are coming to the table. This isn't something to quantify. This is something to move forward and say, I can apply this on a day to day. And then we continue having that healthy environment where like now that's in the back of your mind. That's in the back of my mind, her mind, their mind. And we're able to like, now all bring in a different lens. And I think that also keeps it refreshing at the same mm -hmm. time, because now all of a sudden we're having conversations that we wouldn't have had a week ago or two yeah. weeks ago. And now you're sending an article and an email being like, hey, this just reminded me of that. And then it starts that chain again. So, I mean, yeah, I think we brought up some really great points about like how to keep it going, yeah. um, how to be preventative, and then how to stop things before they get to a point of just like, we need to fix this. Yeah. Is there anything that you think you would add? I feel like we like, labeled a whole bunch of stuff that I feel like I would have covered. Yeah. But I just want to like the application part is so important that I'm really glad that you said that because yeah, it's easy to just like, Oh yeah, I did this Complete. online course yeah. <laughs> and it goes in one ear and out the other. And yeah. like, how do you apply it? Like I was talking to my husband yesterday. How much stuff do you learn in university for a role? And then you never use it again. Just don't take it for a new year. Never, <laughs> never use it again. Ever. And I feel like that happens all the time for yeah. people, right? So this could be the same sort of thing. You, so you sign up for this long, week-long course on anti-black racism, anti-indigenous racism, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah, great. And you pass all of the courses. You're like, cool. But then, like you said, you're not even applying it. You're not changing your language. You're not being yeah. more inclusive to yeah. those folks who work with you, um, who, who may be a part of that identity, you know? That identity might represent them. Yeah. So... What can we change to do different? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Personally and professionally, like that, it needs to be on all fronts. Yeah. You can't just but, like change your mind in the workplace and then that's it. No. Yes. Yeah. It needs to be something overall. Like, okay, I've gained something really great. Maybe you, maybe it could be a takeaway though that you're like, I need to learn a bit more. Yeah. But that's why that, that reflection yeah. piece that you said was so important because if I reflected and I'm like, okay, you know what? I didn't really understand a lot of that, what just was dropped there, mm -hmm. you know, historically, because there's only so much you can cover in a training, right? Yeah. Maybe I need to do more. Yeah. Maybe I missed out on this yeah. piece yeah. of history. Like it came to them talking about it naturally and I don't know enough, so let's figure it out. Exactly. So it can always come as something like that, that you just don't know enough. Mm -hmm. I need to learn some more, mm -hmm. but maybe it at least ignites that urge to sort of embrace something else. Yeah. Um, listening to different music or adding that little piece to have a bit more of an understanding that might have flickered a light from the training, you know, yeah. um, or applying it like you said in other ways, but it's having that reflection piece 
that tells you where you should go next. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's also in that reflection piece important that employers have that too. Yeah. A space that people can reflect. Because mm -hmm. let's say, for instance, I did a training and I know nothing about um, anti black racism. And I was like, I was taught something very specific in my family's history or what have you, which where a lot of biases come from, right? But I don't know. I can't go ask, you know, I would be tokenizing if I want to go ask somebody yeah. something, but I need to learn. Yeah. Where are those spaces for those individuals? Because I yeah. feel like I talk to a lot of people like that, <laughs> being like the only Indigenous person in a lot of spaces that I'm in. They'll be like, so can you give me all the details on what it is? I'm like, no, I'm not going to tell you everything there is yeah. to be about being Indigenous. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's different for everybody. I'm not the person. To talk to about every um, single thing. Yeah. About everything. So yeah. it's 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 one of those things. So what can a workplace do? Add, a, give them additional resources as a follow-up, an opportunity to debrief yeah. for a lot of uh, employees. Because it also may be triggering for a lot of employees Absolutely. to do these. Right? So I think there's a lot of aspects. And I think some organizations, they think they're doing really great. And they offer all these trainings. But there's so many pieces to it. You have to look at it all. So they're offering the training. And what does it look like after that? Yeah. You have employees now that maybe triggered yeah. and need to talk to somebody. Or they need to take the day. Like you can't meet with anyone for the rest of the day. Like you're just, you're that, that that's where you call your capacity for the day. Exactly. Because you are holding that. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's so many elements. And yeah. then you have some employees who knew nothing about it. And they're like, I still don't get it. Yeah. And hopefully they pick up a book or hopefully they go in like write or they self-reflect or they do right. further research. But that's part of, I, I feel it's part of the organization to say like, look, yeah. you need to reflect now yeah. to guide them in that direction. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. they go, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Boom. Like yeah. that is, that is a huge piece of the leadership part. And although we all are leaders, there is that piece where we need to recognize that that accountability needs to come from folks that, you know, if these are people who might be setting up the trainings, we're also setting up a debrief yeah. or we're setting up the 15 minutes. Like we do within one of our working groups where we say this time is going to be spent. Now we've asked you three questions to reflect on. Please write an entry. Don't exactly. Feel, don't feel like you need to share it. But if you do feel comfortable, that's cool too. And then it allows that open door for if you want to share what you what came up for you, then you can. If you don't, then you're safe too and you don't have to share anything. So I think that debrief piece definitely runs heavy. Yeah, so I think it, it is a complex topic mm -hmm. and uh, um, it's really great to see so many organizations trying to participate mm -hmm. in providing this space mm -hmm. um, for individuals mm -hmm. and so I feel like there's still a few pieces missing, you know? So if our workplace is great, there everyone's trained, everyone knows how to be inclusive and um, it's set up for accessibility. It's set up for all these different environments to be inclusive for folks. What else are we missing? Yeah. You know, what else could individuals be missing or um, feel that they need, you know, to make this space feel safe to share or not share. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's always changing. There's always something. I was going to say that it's an ever-changing landscape. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's important to have that person. Whoever that person is that's available um, to support individuals, mm -hmm. whether it's the HR department or it's designated to be the manager mm -hmm. of that department. Say, for instance, in a lot of communities, you go to the elder for, for advice 
or you go to your grandmother or you go, you know, like there's somebody in community. Like we've talked about collective care, right? It's like building that community. So why can't you have that community space at work? Yeah. So sometimes if workplaces can set up that one person, Mm -hmm. Uh, or two people, because it is a lot for one yeah. person to but take it that all into. But brings the third person and the fourth person in. Like, you br- you create that. Right. But something that people feel comfortable. And it may only be, like, two people that go to see them every once in a while. Yeah. But once people start saying, oh, there's somebody in place for that? Like, I'm yeah. having an issue. Yeah. I'm too afraid. My my manager wants me to present in this Lunch and Learn. I really I'm don't nervous. want to. Yeah. I'm too nervous. I don't want to. Yeah. Like, how do I get out of it? Because I can't say it on my manager. Mm-hmm. Is there somebody you can talk to about that? That you're not like complaining? Yeah. That you don't want to do the work? Yeah. But sometimes you don't have the mental capacity. There's stuff going on for you at home, but you just don't feel comfortable telling your manager because you look up to them. Like there's a lot of complexities to everybody's role. So having that one person that they could talk to, and if it's in a space um, that the work's set up, then it's easier for people to feel safe rather than gossiping to your colleague about how much you hate it and not want to participate. Yeah. You know, like... That fuels problems in itself, right? Yeah. So having a one person um, set up in your spaces, I think, would be beneficial from my perspective. Yeah. I you know, I, right. I see universities doing it too. Yeah. Um, setting up in a lot of their associations, right? Um, like there's a lot of elders and residents for a lot of Indigenous uh, folks and, and non-Indigenous as well. But mm-hmm. um, Indigenous folks who actually, they need that person to help yeah. them feel community and help them feel their culture and and embrace those pieces and mm-hmm. um, if they're having any challenges to yeah. share it with somebody because you yeah. don't always feel confident telling your professor that yeah. I'm not getting this. Yeah. I need an extension. I need whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like there's something. We, who's, who's taking up all those pieces? Like who is someone who can understand everything that's going on around you or even just hear you about what everything that's going on around you and, and be exactly. that ear to feel like you're heard and listened to. It creates an added layer of accessibility, I feel. Yes. It also provides an environment where if we're not totally talking about like, let's say, benefits and we're talking about you know what therapies are provided by our benefits we ha- we still are able to have a conversation let's say about therapy and our benefits so it's like where where are our where are we coming into this space feeling like we're cared for yes. we have a space to go we have some sort of outlet whether it be you know the it, it, folks in hr or it be a couple individuals one or two or three individuals a committee, or a committee i don't know <laughs> that we can speak to yeah, yeah we have like you know, whatever those outlets may be that work best for us i think that those are great takeaways um to figure out how we we can continue fostering a healthy work environment. Yeah. Because what you said is important. It's being heard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that's, it's that opportunity. Because some people just want to vent even. Yeah. <laughs> like who can you vent to without being penalized yeah. or um, feel that there's <laughs> some sort of repercussions or somebody else is going to hear about it said, yeah. or fear, like any kind of fears that you shouldn't have to feel that when you're at your workplace, yeah. right? Yeah. Or like you said, mental health issues, Yeah. right? Lots of people have different kinds of um, issues ailing them at different points in their lives. So how can we support those people? Yeah. Yeah. What are we all doing for each other first and foremost? Yeah. And also what resources are we providing? Yeah. yeah. I think that they all play a large piece um, where we have takeaways. We have things that are consistently changing within our environment and, and, and folks that we can speak to that we are in community with that allow us to feel comfortable and safe. And like you said, those one, two, three people, that committee, whomever it may be, um, that we know that it's always there to hear us out. Um, I think those are great pieces to remember, um, whether that be in our current workplace, one that we were, maybe we're reflecting on that we wish we had in the past yeah. or maybe most 
moving into the present, even if we're not in upper leadership or in a leadership position in general, we're still taking on that leader role because that's who we are. And we say this worked or this yeah. didn't work. Um, and this is how we can hold each other accountable. Thank you for all of that, Zoe. I think this was a really great conversation.